Good morning, well, it's it's morning for me, and welcome back to, maybe back, maybe for the, who cares? Welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people. I sort of feel like this one is late, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, we might talk a little bit, I'm sort of tweaking my publications, Who again, who cares? Yeah. Um, so I talked to Alex. Alex <laughs> was very brave and called me up during date night last weekend. Yeah, that's why. I mean, so this is late. This is a week, a week ago. This conversation, um, and I think probably wheel of time talk. I want to aim for getting it out on Thursday. It's Sunday now. Who cares? Um, so I talked to him a little bit, and uh, it was a little bit short because he only had a minute. <laughs> Uh, and then I did watch the first two episodes of the Amazon series and, uh, well, and then I'm going to talk about that. And the first time I watched it, I kind of didn't care and now I more actively disliked it. So we'll talk to Alex a little bit about, I think getting up to around chapter 11, maybe up to 14 is around where this conversation is taking place. And that's about where... The first two episodes land. Uh, I think I'm going to be reading chapter 17 today. So that's where I am. That's kind of where me and Alex are in our reads. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk about it. Oh, good evening. Indeed. How you doing? Not too bad. Got back from dinner. Wife wanted to grab some stuff from the store, and I stayed behind at the house. So sounds delightful. <sighs> Are you relaxed? The, uh, a lot more than earlier today. I did er- to work. Oh, uh, is that com- that is that uncommon on a Saturday? Yes. Had a bad two weeks. Uh, the other person in the spray booth with me got married, so he had the last two weeks off. Oh boy! It's just been like, yeah. <sighs> well, now you've been fed. <laughs> Indeed. And now you have a moment's Buffet. peace. Buffet. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah! Buffet. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I ate a bunch of hot dogs. Nice. Did you finish 11 yet? No, I'm reading about how she's revivificating the horses right this moment. Oh, nice. Or I, nice. I was one moment ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to ask if you kind of, do you want to kind of just check in every week and kind of talk a little bit about what we've read that Definitely. week? Okay, great. Awesome. Definitely. Um, crazy. We're a fifth of the way through the book, by the way. Yeah, there's a big. I one of my favorite things about reading novels is watching the big chunks that are marked by my bookmark as the, uh, you know, as we progress. How's the like? Okay. Ha- so, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I oh, go know. ahead. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I know you've seen the show, so you already have some preconceived notions. She but- drowns a man at at. Terran Ferry. That's weird. I don't even. I just. Do you? Did you okay. may not have made it that far, or 
Um, in the book? No, no, the I'm show. in the TV show. Yeah. yeah. I think they were past... I don't remember... Were they even being chased when they left? Or did they just kind of leave whenever and they were like, yes, it's whatever, we shouldn't be here. I feel like they're sort of vaguely being chased. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. less active than this. Yeah. Where it's like, we gotta get out of here now. It's still, it's still tonight right now in chapter 11. Exactly, yeah. Same yeah. night after the attack. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I know you have preconceived ideas, but based on what the book has said, what do you think these people look like? Oh, man. Or even, even, can you describe one distinct physical characteristic of any one of these people other than that Rand is tall? Yeah, Perrin is shady. Light eyes. <laughs> light eyes. Not... Not a specific color, light eyes. <laughs> one of them's got a braid in her hair. Yep. <laughs> and one of them is shaggy. I know what kind of hair they all have. And, uh... uh Matt has just been described as, like, wiry. Like, I kind of, you know... And that may... Maybe... I feel like I feel like maybe just his personality seems awkward and gangly, right? Matt. But but it yes. could be but it but it also it really could be because I've watched the show. But I'm surprised at how much really the the things I remember from the show are like basic images. Yeah. You know. So, but Rand is a very okay. distinct looking fellow in the show. Yeah. I wanted to show you some of the stuff, though. Um, Does it describe him as having, like, red hair or only as having pale eyes? It describes him as being vaguely foreign. Uh, he does have red hair. I think they describe it that way. They have Rand and Matt there. How close is that to the show? Because this is, this is what the author's idea of what they look like is. It's very, it's very hard for me to really. Yeah, it's not the greatest of this quality. Is a, this is a cover. It's, it's a cover, yeah. It's a book uh, cover. I'll tell you what. I it's it's kind of funny that I also I had this thought kind of separately, but we've got they they kind of look like hobbits. What you just showed me. Of uh, yeah. And I was thinking to myself earlier, we've got we've got four hobbits. We've got Gandalf. We've got Legolas. Yeah, <laughs> and then we've got a bard. The Fellowship didn't really have a bard. Was it Boromir? And is that it? Is that who's with us? An elf, a bard, a wizard, and four hobbits? Is that where we're at? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And a bunch of horses. And Bella, my favorite character. Oh, man. Who, I'll tell you Bella what. Is you, the best. you asked me how I'm picturing the characters, and really, Rand, I am picturing the most. Uh, but I did tell you that I have cast <laughs> a Minecraft llama to play the role of Bella in my head. Lovely. Well, that's the original first book cover. Cool. So there you get to see Moraine, Lan, and... Rand, and then kind of in the background, Egwene, and 
think that's Matt next to her. I can't wait I'm to see sure. how much of these are at my library when I actually get a chance to. I tested negative for COVID Ooh, this excellent. very morning, so I'm ready to go back out into the world. <laughs> but yeah, I want right. to look at, like, see if they have, like, the old uh, big hardcovers of these and look at some of the original covers and stuff, which I mean, obviously I can find online too, but really I, I mean, I'm going through a whole, I'm going through a whole book renaissance. Like I was telling you about how I didn't read for 10 years. Like I am like just the whole thing about like getting a little bit of serotonin from looking at the width of the amount of book that I've read based on where my bookmark is and just having physical books and looking at physical, I have a whole, I have a whole stack of paperbacks that I've now ordered from Amazon a whole nother problem and a whole nother type of behavior I'm going to have to cut back on. But right now, yeah, yeah. I'm into books right now. <laughs> books I love, are cool. I love these books particularly, but books in general. This is the one that I showed you just now. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this is a better image of Matt. How is... um? How is this reread? And I've probably asked you this before, but... When was the last time that you read this one, this first one? The first book? Uh, it's got to be like 13 or 14 years since I last read it. Okay. So a minute. It's It's been a while. It's kind of nice to go a little slower with it. It's, I really want to read ahead, but I also like I'm really enjoying just like sharing the not necessarily like learning, but like the Just, going through it all again and like experiencing it fresh. A couple little comments on each uh, on each chapter. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Yeah, like I said, I'm reading like a bunch of different things at the same time, kind of for different for different purposes. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never. I, I certainly have never. Well, I've never done any type of you know, kind of book club or like, you know, side by side kind of conversation about a piece like this before. But uh, yeah, I haven't, you know, usually my reading habits in the past, which is to say, you know, eight years ago, or whatever, the last time I read a book, it was, you know, when I was getting ready for bed, I would read. However, I would read until my eyes shut and I would not be awake anymore. So now That's I have a little, yeah, now I have a little bit of homework and it's kind of like, I don't know. I like having an episodic thing to do because I don't really, I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't really have like a bedtime ritual. I guess I just find myself tired and go to bed these days. So it's more like, it's more like watching an episode of TV because I really, I'm also very... You know, we did the anime club at one point, and I also really enjoy watching one episode of a television show and not the whole goddamn Ooh. show. <laughs> yeah. Because I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. So I've said, because we have everything, I find it helpful to experience things episodically. In smaller portions. Yeah, yeah. I really, so I'm really, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'm having fun. I'm glad that I have a gigantic, absurd fantasy series to dig yeah. into. Just frustrates me so much. Oh, because like they have visuals to cast from. They have people like this is the way that people look in the author's eyes, and they're just like, 
no. And it's like, yeah. but <laughs> but you have it. This is what, this is what like, people who have read the books expect. This is what people who watch the series, who go to the books, are oh going to be. Oh, my God. They're going to be like, well, why is this isn't at all like what I saw in the. It's, it's oh. like, you know what? It's. I think I know what the answer is because so many of these adaptations and I, and I do hope, and I, and eventually, eventually our conversation about this book will move away <laughs> from the Amazon goddamn adaptation. But the question about all these adaptations that I see are like, who is this actually for? And I, and I don't think the answer usually is the people who are already fans of the book, which I don't know why that's not the answer, but I think the answer is usually new fans. We want to get new fans, and then we can also sell them the book on fucking Amazon. But like, yeah, that's a mistake. That's not gonna work. That's not, that's not that. Work. Like, if you don't, and if you don't give them what the books are, they're not gonna buy the book. They're gonna buy the first book, and they're gonna be like, "There's nothing like what like, I saw." What and the fuck? And I don't want to watch it. So it's like you're not getting anything out of this. You're working against yourself here. This is part of my old man yelling at clouds, but it all it just seems self defeating. Like they could, you know, yeah. like, and it's not like, you know, and I would also, I also complain about stuff when I feel like it's too, uh, fan servicey and I don't know. It just, it, there's, it just, it's very obvious to me when something just seems rewritten, written by committee and just made to be safe and vanilla. Yeah. And that's everything that's on TV. So I'm reading books. And that's some of those things where I'm just like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't recommend it. If you are enjoying the Amazon series, I recommend instead picking up the books. Great. Me too. (laughs) You just, I feel like you're going to have a better time. Honestly, picking up books is awesome. Let's look at a little bit of a, okay. Let's do a little bit of a review of what we, what's happened so far. So, starting at chapter five, uh, the farm gets fucked up. The sheep get yep. killed. I was worried Bella was killed. It, she's really good with that. I love it so much. But she wasn't. Spoiler. <laughs> In chapter yeah. six, Tam Altor... Is that their last name? Althor, yeah. Althor. Uh, Tam speaks gibberish in his fevered, uh, in his in his fevered mutterings while he's being dragged through the woods after being poisoned by. Oh man, are they like? Is it some kind of dark iron that isn't? It's not coated in poison. The blade is just inherently sickening. Yeah. Some kind of cool magic in, uh... blade. Forged in a place that's evil, and the evil has seeped into the blade. Is that the is that the jail where everyone bad is far to the north and something all ghoul? Uh, yeah, it's not a um, prison, but it is where they are. Yeah. Oh, are they? They're not imprisoned. Are they stuck there in some manner? The bad guys. Yes. So they talked about the borderlands a little bit and they mentioned the blight. Yes. And so the borderlands protect 
everything else from the creatures of the blight, which are the dark ones minions. Okay. Okay. I, I don't feel like that's too much of a spoiler. It's kind of sort of talked about. This it's has been like discussed. I, this this is this was it may have been mentioned in the prologue, but then like as the townspeople are getting around and kind of trading little segments of legends and talk of Aes Sedai and what's going on and the darkness coming to the world, someone mentions that all of the dark man's dudes are trapped in Tor Al Ghul. I can't believe I don't have the book in front of me again. Let me go and grab Il-Ghul. it because Al Ghul is what you're thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be back in like literally, like, I like I, I probably won't even have to finish this sentence because I'm just gonna walk right over here, and I have the book in my hands, and uh, now I'm coming back. That's basically what I did to grab just my book. Just in case I have to look up something else. Okay. Yeah, so then he mutters in his sleep that perhaps Rand is not his son while he while Rand is dragging him through the woods, which is also very scary. That's chapter six. Was that in the was that in the series? I that's you asked me in the Discord and I did not know the answer. That that's like little details like that. You know, I remember what the dude's faces looked like. I remember her drowning a man. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm going to be stuck on that. Until we get to the scene in the book, and until I eventually rewatch it, I, yeah. I'm going to... I first, Because I remember being shocked, like, oh my God, she just drowned that man. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like completely... Not reasonable. I I don't even understand. Why. Hi, Kuya. Hi. What's going on? Do you need to continue uh, date night? Because I, I surely don't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Awesome. You go. yeah, I mean, we can sure. No, can we can also. Yeah. yeah. When when we're done, okay. it'll be a little bit like fifteen minutes or so. No big deal. Thank you so much for letting me borrow your husband. And then they made it back to uh, Eamon's Field. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that, yeah, the lady did not heal Tam Altor. And I was surprised when I read this chat. I was genuinely worried. Because I did not remember, I did. I don't think I remembered him being poisoned in the show. So when Nynaeve, I know there's yeah. a pronunciation guide. When the wisdom says yeah. she will not heal Rand's father, I gasped. I was very yep. worried. And in fact, most of this, this whole why like, oh, yeah, like there's so much tension at the start of there the, is uh, the start yeah. of the books. And there's just none in the show whatsoever. And I still like, think we're Whoa. talking about the first episode of the show. Yeah, I like first that's episode. what's insane. That, yeah, that's that's just like that's bizarre to, to me, really. And again, you know, I understand that. I understand what pre- what people's sensibilities are in action and having to you know whatever make a TV show and pacing and blah blah blah. But I just I just really feel like so much is just not. You know, it, well, and you I, get to know the characters so much, which is important. 
<laughs> yes, right? Because you want to care about the characters. Because you care about Tam. You're like, yes, like, I absolutely, like... I do now. Did he show up in the show? Was he there for Maybe, like... I don't feel like but he was. We, we, we've seen everyone for a total of 30 minutes at this point. It's, it would be, like... That's that's what it and that's what's lost. And, and and now I'm talking very specifically about this book and this show because the getting to know these characters over the course of a goddamn 200 pages almost right now is yep. very is a far different than how I feel about characters 30 minutes into a TV show when suddenly they're being attacked by monsters and I honestly did not care about any of them. I didn't feel like I had truly met any of them. They should not have had the the monster attack be the first episode of the show that's insane yes that's just ridiculous 100 <laughs> percent. like you got to introduce the characters and like get a feel for who they are and their life because that's like it is done so well in the books and just complete miss in the show 100 percent complete miss you just like okay i guess are supposed to care about these people and like Egwene isn't as bad in the show like there's some weird stuff that she says but like she is so utterly hateable but she's also a really good character which is really weird to say oh no <laughs> that those are the best so some much, of the... but I wouldn't want her changed one single bit from the way she is in the book some of the best literary characters in all of literary history are just terrible you just hate the things they're doing and saying and hate having them around. And that's why they are good characters. Yeah. Well, she's... So I'm not really going to spell anything much about it. She's very smart. Very, very smart. But holy shit, is she insufferably... Smart. Like, self-absorbed. <laughs> right, okay, self yeah. Just completely solipsistic, like... Oh, I see the world this way, so everybody else does. And it's like, no, <laughs> no. It it's good because it makes her unique and like a real like feels but, like a real person. You probably right. know a person like that. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> many people, most people probably do, and that's that's also. And, I mean, that's part of why it's fun. Yeah, and it's so it's like she's not she's not a bad person. She's she's a person who cares a lot about people. You can tell. But she's also just like so very like flawed in a way that doesn't even get fixed and doesn't have to because like she does things outside of that. There are things that she's good at that she does, including like with talking to people and helping people and stuff like that. So you don't you don't have to have a solved character, you know? You can have a flawed character doing good things. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the things I like the most about this series is that's most of the characters, and it's they're one of the biggest complaints that I've heard about it is that a lot of the characters are largely the same, and that I say yes, I don't know if you've met most humans, but they are largely the same. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are distinct characteristics that set people apart, but in overall like specifically by culture like people are generally the same <laughs> sure <laughs> like if you meet a westerner they're going to have a lot of the same values not all of them there's going to be a little individuality but largely they're going to be the same you know ideas and idea ideologies and this is a this is a pack of hobbits from an isolated town in the middle of exactly 
Yeah. Exactly. These are very, yeah. These, you know, yeah. yeah. These are a bunch and of village have, bros. They have, they have specific traits. Like, you know, though they're very stubborn. It's like, yes, you can see that in all of them. You're going to see a lot of, like, differences in other people who aren't as stubborn if you're paying close attention. I know a lot of people are. They're but descended also, from uh, this legendary bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Amon. Yeah, uh, Amon's field. Yeah. They're... Oh, crap, I can't remember. It's from Minethrin. I forget the word for it. Anyways, yeah. Teshar Minethrin. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so they've got that, and then they also have, like, women in general act, uh, like, in a certain way, and people are like, oh, it's just so generalized, and every single woman does the same thing in the book, and I'm like, not really, like, they have a lot of similarities that's unique to women and not to men, and the men all have certain things that are unique to the men and not to women, and there's a little bit of crossover between them, you get some who act, some women who act very masculine, some men who act very feminine is you know a normal crossover of human the human condition <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> so it's and, and it takes place back in the past before you know quote unquote in the past like in a time that is not focused on social constructs and deconstructing social norms so it is perfectly representative of that kind of era in humanity. Sure. That's <laughs> a weird, like, thing to say that... People, is it is oh, the complaint kind of... Do they, are they saying that his characters are kind of just flat? They kind of fall along a sort yeah. of median... Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't... I can't speak to that yet. But I, I understand. I sort of, you know... Yeah. Uh, and... And on the other hand, like, it is going to be the case that they are fairly similar and that they share a lot of traits because specifically he wrote every single female with one specific aspect of his wife emphasized. So uh, <laughs> all of the women are based on his wife to some extent, but they are still quite individual and you can see it already between Moraine, Egwene and uh, Nynaeve. In the first, you know, all of, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That just, that seems very silly to me. (laughs) All of the female characters are in some way based on his wife. Yep. All right. I mean, I'm down. Kind of sweet, but it, it does seem very It's weird. definitely not I something even... I expected you to, to tell me about this. <laughs> great. I think it's great. Because we, brought up, we were bringing up the whole thing, but it's mostly like I didn't even think that kind of thing. I didn't think they would be based on the same person when I read that, which was like 10 or 11 books in and somebody really like, interesting. Yeah. Cause I was reading. About I wonder if she made, I wonder if she made him put Egwene in there. I, I, I thought she was some kind of fan fiction insert. I wonder if, 
I wonder if that's the voice of his wife that he finds annoying. He's like, I wonder what my annoying wife would do in this situation. <laughs> and there she is on the page. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Jordan. What a funny man. Okay, I'm with it. I'm glad I know that. Now I'm not. Now I'm going to think about it every time we meet a woman. That's great. Yeah. Well, I hope it doesn't like ruin anything in that. No, in that I have so like, many weird I, already preconceptions from the show and just true. cultural os- osmosis about this series of books. Yeah. Um. It's but I just, mean, it's also. Uh, but everyone kind of does that. That's also just like. I feel like to a certain extent, that's what all fiction is. To a certain extent, all fiction is people just pouring their experiences and people they know into different situations. And then, you know, for some people, they're much more aware of it than other people are. But to some extent, like, it's there. To some extent, all fiction is autobiography. Maybe not. But this is a real, that is a real common. Yeah. It's funny when you say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's very funny it's a very weird thing to think about yeah like so one of the things i'm not gonna i keep saying i'm not gonna spoil i'm not gonna spoil i'm not gonna spoil i just okay. leave it out now i'm not spoiling anything in terms of like specifics but like so matt eventually saves Egwene and a couple of other girls this is like why i don't understand why people think that they're all the same the other two girls all three of them treat him like crap the minute that he saves them and then like two or three books later on two of them apologize to him Egwene does not and she doubles down on it and she's like no nah, I don't really need to apologize for that so it's like it's already like it's there's so many little things like that where it's like you see very distinct differences between the decisions that people make and to the idea that they're all the same they all always do the same thing say the same things it's like you just you can't have possibly read these books if you think that because like they're so very diverse like i can i mean throughout the course of 15 books I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, there must be so much variety of all of just the, I mean, just the man's writing and the man's perspective must change as it Mm -hmm. as you go through it. I'm sure like the characters must, I'm sure that these characters are very complex. It almost feels like, it almost feels like this is a very popular series that has a very popular type of criticism that gets leveled against it, sort of, you know, because a lot of this is the kind of things that people just sort of bitch about in writing is, a, lo- is a lot. It's fairly tropey. Like, I, I will admit it's Oh, sure. Tropey. Oh, sure. She, she, she summons ball lightning to blow up giant monsters in the fairy tale village. Yep. It's very tropey. But it's also, but, you know, tropes got to come from somewhere. For a reason. Yeah. You know, they, they exist for a reason. And the parts that aren't the tropes are the parts that are yeah meaningful really the part that make it the the part that did make it into the show (laughs) exactly (laughs) the show is just the tropes but yeah so it's it's very um yeah 
Yeah, I did I'm not. Okay with you. I'm okay with you reading the first book. If you don't like it, maybe read the second. If you don't like that one, like halfway through, drop it. That's totally fine. It's not for you. It's not for you. I'm not going to be mad about it. I just hate when people are like, oh, it's this and that and this and that. I'm like, it's not. If it's not for you, it's not for you, you know? You don't need to make up things about it and try to drive people off from the series because you don't like some aspect of it. Is this is this is this somewhat maligned? Are there online critiquers of the yes. Wheel of Time? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's probably like 75, 25 or 80, 20 or so. I'm Honestly, glad that I don't know. Here. I'm glad I don't know how to use a computer and that I'll never read a Redditor's opinion. <laughs> ignorance yeah. of the ignorant. Ignorance, wow, ignorance of the ignorant. Ignorance of the internet is bliss. Indeed. So then I did watch the TV show. I watched two episodes of the TV show. And uh, first I want to say that... There, it's very possible that I might, you know, nitpick some things in the TV show and say they're inaccurate. I'll try not to do that because I haven't read even this whole book or the rest of the book. So it's very possible that some things in the TV show may reference stuff that happens later on in the books that I don't know about. But these are just, this is sort of going to be my compare and contrast, not even that structured, of what I've read in the book so far, which I mentioned I think is up to chapter... Uh, 17, and I think the first two episodes roughly land around 14 and 15. There's kind of a big difference. We'll see. I mean, I'm going to keep watching the show. But right now, there are some... There's at least a, one big difference going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I asked a lot of questions in the last episode where we talked about Eye of the World. Um, and some of them I have kind of figured out now from the book. I'm, if, if I say <laughs> it's going to be, I don't know. This is why I sort of want to maybe keep our conversation away from this show. But we're here now. Because <laughs> when I speak about the mechanics, I want to speak about the mechanics of the books. Um, oh, I was speaking of... Uh, some of the questions that I had had earlier, uh, kind of about, ah, well, Rand and Tam Altor. And uh, we have still kind of don't know. We I know a little bit more about their history at this point. Um, yeah, I think I was, I was asking about them because of just the name Altor. And just after recording that first episode was when I read that perhaps... Rand is not related to Tam. And now, and oh, you're like, maybe I should say spoiler alerts because I'm about to start talking about some spoilers, specifically about Nynaeve, who uh, mentions to Rand in the book that she knew his mother. But still, we don't really know, but Rand was born away from the two rivers. That seems important. I'm not sure why yet. Should I even be talking about any of this? Anyway, I watched the TV show. One of the big things... So, yes, last episode, and not last episode of Maybe We'll Talk, but the last time I talked to Alex. 
And he had mentioned a scene where he thought that Egwin had, like, you know, corrected someone, which is, you know, is in her nature, and said, like, well, you know, the dragon reborn could be a woman also. Uh, I didn't notice that exact scene, even though it does really sound like something that would happen. But, and what I had asked was, is that a change in the mechanic? Like, does Moraine say that the dragon reborn could be a boy or a girl? Or is it someone like Egwin who does not know, just speculating? And uh, we had sort of landed, it was probably someone going, hey, you know, girls too. Girls could also destroy the world. Uh, but actually, when I rewatched the show, one of the first lines is Moraine's voiceover, I believe, saying that the dragon has been reborn as a boy or a girl. It is an actual change in the mechanic. And that kind of brings me back to one of the questions I had asked about sort of the male and female nature of the one power and how uh, how it works with... Because, you know, there's this organization of the Aes Sedai that are all women, I, I believe. Uh, I think maybe... Actually, I think I might be wrong about that. Um but mostly women so far that we've seen. And they're all in a tower, and they're wielding the female half of the Force. Uh, and that's Sidar and Sidane. Sidar is the female half, and Sidane is the male half. What I did not know last time, spoilers, just stop listening to this, go read this book, go to your library. The male half somehow has become poisoned, maybe by this dark man, this dark one, this Baal. <laughs> tied it back to Carthage and Vampire the Masquerade. Not really, but also, I mean, that aggregate of mythology and that meat. I mean, we're gonna, I'm gonna keep talking about that forever. So, the book, and again, so this, it's, it's, it's the kind of annoying change that you know annoying people <laughs> get annoyed about when you know some character is now a woman or whatever. Who cares? Uh, but this actually changes the mechanic of the world and how the magic system works. Like, that's like a an actual change. Like, cause it, and specifically, in the books, it is the three boys that Moraine is looking for. And because they are all possibly the Dragon Reborn. But here we have four characters... And one of them is Egwene, and all of them, twice, Moraine mentions that the Dragon Reborn could be a man or a woman, which uh, is a contradiction from the way the magic system works in the novels. And we'll see, I mean, honestly, well, I'm going to keep talking about why I don't like the Amazon show right now. So really, it doesn't matter. Honestly, who cares? I was going to say, you know, we'll see where it goes, and if it even, well, you know, it might, it really honestly might not matter. It might not matter to say all four of these kids can be the Dragon Reborn, but... It is, it's, it is a change to the system, and I was going to say we'll see how it goes, but I honestly, I mean, I have to watch the next, I, I can't believe, I feel like I really hate watching it now. I really, like, can't believe I'm, because it's, we haven't even gotten to the main difference, the, the big change that I talked about. That, the male and female thing about the Dragon Reborn, who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> but because we've because we've discussed it, I'm following up on it. Also, the Red Aja. I think that my memory of the show. I think I thought that the white cloaked guys. I had them in the Red Aja confused. The one of the opening scenes of the show is the Red Aja hunting down a man who's been using the one source, the male side, Sidan, 
which has begun corrupt, which has become corrupt, and uh, therefore these red ladies are hunting down this guy. Um, there's not two. There's no more of them in the first two episodes. So I'm gonna. God damn it. God help us all. I'm gonna keep watching, and we'll see what. I should just read the book. I can't believe I'm like sitting here arguing with myself while I'm trying to discuss the book about whether or not I'm going to keep watching the TV show. I really should stop, but I know I won't. A lot of people, some of you may understand that type of urge. Um, when Moraine comes to the town, she uses a term that I have not encountered in the book so far, unless I, you know, just didn't notice it and it was quick, but... Um, it's the term, I've got the book in front of me at the glossary, uh, Tavirin, uh, which is a person around whom the Wheel of Time weaves all surrounding life threads, perhaps all life threads, to form a web of destiny. See also Pattern of an Age. Um, <laughs> I'll spare you Pattern of an Age. You can probably... Um, but anyway, so they specifically are looking for four Tavirin kids in the town and I should stop saying kids because here's a big change and this is I don't I don't understand why in the book they are kids the hobbits the people the characters I refer to as hobbits are actually children <laughs> that's fair right <laughs> but they are 26 years old they 10 years older like they're about I think they're all 16 in the books and they're all about 26 in the show, which, again, we do want to make things edgy and gritty, I think. Uh, and that just might be something I notice and nitpick, but there is definitely an edgy grittiness to this. Uh, the kids are adults, uh, something that Alex mentioned that is very different, and uh, there's something even there's something in the future of the books that he thinks this contradicts so much, and we'll see when we get there. But um, Perrin, who is a child in the novel, is 26 years old and married and loses his wife very tragically in the Trolloc attack in the first episode before we even meet any of the characters, uh, before we can even possibly care about any of them. And uh, that's very different. Uh, Matt is like an asshole. He's so solid in the TV show. Um, and... He he seem he seems the youngest just as far as his personality is concerned in the book and in the TV show he's so old and jaded and scruffy and it just the whole there's in this the atmosphere of edgy gritty uh you know Rand and Egwene are fucking <laughs> it's it's on these are these are edgy adult woodsman bros just the tone. The, I mean, immediately the tone changes. And not to mention the fact that the first thing that I... The first episode spends, I don't know, I'm going to say 20 minutes. <laughs> Probably not that long. But on a huge, you know, special effects, CGI, magical battle, which happens completely off screen. One, one, of, the, one of the moments of in the cycle of tension and relief that's very powerful in the novel is when, at, first of all, yeah, the attack, the first time, the first Trolloc attack happens with Rand and Tam at the farm in the novel. And then there is a, I, I describe this chapter as very scary 
uh, last time, uh, when Rand has to travel through the night, pulling Tam on a, a little sled rig, uh, until we get back to, first, a sense of relief that we, we are almost at Eamon's Field, and then the sense of disaster that Eamon's Field has also just been destroyed. Um, in this 30-minute CGI battle, this book, this TV show, it got me thinking about that goddamn Dark Tower movie they made, and oh boy, am I going to talk about that Dark Tower movie sometime soon. I, I, I think that I have got some... But in the sense that there are just scenes, so much of this, it takes place in the same place. You know, the characters are kind of the same, but in a way, some of them just have the same name. Because even the, the character-building scenes that we do get are not scenes from the book, mostly. It's almost completely new pieces of dialogue and situations to set up these characters, which have the same names and live in the same place and probably kind of have the same direction that they're going in. I don't know if Amazon intends to continue this, but just, like I said, I'm, we're a fifth of the way into the book. We've met these characters. We've met, we know what their lives are like. We've seen their little town. We know about the town elders. We know about the council of women that runs, you know, the, <laughs> the women's stuff and their traditions and their braids. And just, we know so much about their culture and their whole town and the comings and goings. And in the TV show, 30 minute CGI battle. <laughs> Uh, there's this whole naive backstory about Aes Sedai, uh, and here's some a little bit of a spoilers. And this is I don't well, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if this has changed or not because I'll explain right now. Uh, she has this whole backstory about why she hates the Aes Sedai in the show. This may come out in the novels, but in the show she says all this, and then she appears to die. And I I was like, oh, and now she's dead. And I was sure just you know from watching just from. My, my already preconceived opinion of the show, and also I was just like, oh, she's probably just dead. That's just, just a throwaway character uh, for, as far as the show is concerned, and that whole backstory was just added in bullshit. That meant nothing. I was like, we'll never hear from her again, but actually, spoilers, the end of the second episode, Nynaeve returns, and she's very pissed off at Lan the elf. <laughs> He's not an elf. Um, so that backstory may actually be something. Um, so I don't know if that has changed. And in, and again, the big change... I'll stop flirting with you. <laughs> the big change is that in the book, after the first, the inciting incident, they get to a town called Berleron. And uh, a few important things happen there, but a lot more character building. But it, it almost seems to me, by the end of the second episode of the TV show, instead of even going to that town at all, they've just sort of, again made uh, substitute scenes or plot points to kind of show some of the things that happened in that town. Uh, and one of the things that happens in that town is that Nynaeve catches up with them and is pissed off. She does hate the Aes Sedai. Um, but it's, boy, it's weird that they are all 26 years old. Um, yeah, in the show, I wasn't even sure that the farm was like a separate place from the town because it all the whole it shows the whole attack and it shows the attack at the farm somewhat into the attack on the, it just it's like i remember when i watched this a year ago even without having read the books 
I like I could tell that I just like I didn't care. Like I hadn't even met the characters yet. There had been no drama. Like there was nothing. I didn't know anything about any of them other than they lived in a little town in the woods. And then you spent forty five minutes destroying. Like how it's almost like how am I possibly gonna care? <laughs> he spent the entire episode just destroying. They're li- and I mean, you know, that can work. Sometimes that can work. Stuff like that. And also, you know, skipping, o- like rearranging backstories, skipping over stuff. And, you know, that's all the kind of stuff that like, so you will hear me saying like, well, that's fine. You can change stuff. I don't care. Make it work. But that's, but there it is. Like you, stuff like this is fine if it's a good ad- adaptation and if the creators can make it work. This is not a good ad- adaptation. <laughs> In my opinion. In my opinion. Wow. But really, yeah, so much of that. And it's just so hard to give a shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Perrin's wife is a fucking forced Gwen Stacy trope. Uh, Yeah, Nynaeve, the dream talking is not in the TV show. And it really, boy, it's there's a lot of similarities between what happened in that Dark Tower, or just the not not what happened, not what happened in the plot of that Dark Tower movie, but what happened to that Dark Tower movie and the creation of it. Um, yeah, there's a see, there's a chapter called Choices in the book, uh, where Moraine kind of explains that they don't really have a choice because they are being so pursued that like if the children you know leave her, and again they're children. It makes such a... Right here, it makes such a difference. Because she's trying to explain to them that they are going to be eaten by goblins. (laughs) Unless they come with her. (laughs) But in the TV show, it's this big, sullen, everyone's mad at each other. You know, we're in the woods, we hate each other. And there is... There definitely is infighting in the book. But, like... But what we get in the TV show is just this sullen scene... And they're adults. And Moraine is saying, none of you have any choice. And she might even say something like, I will hunt you down if you, you know, like, because I'll have no choice. It's very, I I think, I don't know if I've said this out loud, but in my notes somewhere, I feel like a lot of TV shows really want to make a character be Walter White. They want that, I make the evil hard choices and I'm going to turn into an evil grizzle, grizzled, grizzard wizard um. Yeah, I talked a lot about how she drowns a man. Um. What happens in the book is that they take a ferry with a man and his crew, and when the man and his crew and her and the hobbits and the elf and the bard disembark, no bard in the TV show so far, um, once they all disembark, uh, she uses her magic to send the fairy into the center of the river and destroy it. Um, no one is harmed. And the Trollocs are not even upon them, really, at that time. Uh, in the show, it's this big deal where the Trollocs are right behind them. And the scene where the Trollocs don't want to go into the water was so funny. If you watch this show, it reminded me of, like, the fucking fourth graders in South Park not wanting to cross the river. They're all, like, jumping or jumping backwards, like, with their arms out, like, scared of the water. Like, Jesus. Um, but what happens in the show is that I think the ferryman is the only one there, and they're coming across on the ferry, 
and they all disembark, and she's going to destroy the ferry because the Trollocs are all there. They're all you can see them, and everything's on fire. And there's an army of monsters on the other side, and the ferryman is like, "My son is over there. I have to take the ferry back to save my son." The Trollocs are literally all over the dock. They're eight feet tall. There, it's what are you talking about? But as she's destroying the fairy with her magic, he jumps back onto it. And everyone's like, no, you're going to drown that man. And Moraine is like, it's too late. He is drowned. And the man's like, I'm going to save my son. And it's just, and it's a terrible scene. <laughs> the Trollocs look terrible. The Whirlpool looks terrible. It's stupid. It's upsetting. And it is, as far as I can tell, it is one to make Moraine look like Walter Way. Now we kind of don't like her, which leads to the choices chapter, which is just more sullen meanness. Well, you killed that guy. Well, no, I didn't. And it, it kind of leads to Egwene Egg, and Moraine uh, kind of teaming up, which, you know, is a is a subplot. But um, it also serves, it, it's an excuse so that in the next scene, Moraine can explain to Egwene that, well, and I said I cannot use the power of Sidar to either... First of all, we none of them can lie. They physically cannot lie. It's impossible for them to lie, and that becomes... I don't know. <laughs> but she also, Moraine, cannot kill someone with her magic. So she's like, I did not drown that man. That man drowned himself, and I can prove it, because there's no way I could have drowned that man with my magic. And, uh, boy, I, at that, well, I was done with the show at that point. I was like, none of this makes sense, and I don't care. <laughs> and it's not even, it's like, they changed the scene to make it more dramatic and try to set up, because, because she did. Because her magic did kill that man. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> a lot of things. The big change is Baileron. A lot of things that happen in Baileron um, sort of happen in the woods around the kind of, around the scene that mimics the Choices chapter. Rand wakes up and pukes up a bat and he thinks it's a dream. In the book, in the inn, in Baileron, he has a dream of the dark man, Ba'ul, uh, like crushing a rat and breaking its back, and then he wakes up and finds out that many broken-backed rats have been found around the inn. And Baul is described very similarly as he appears in the show. I'll give them that with the flaming, the flames behind his face and his mouth and his eyes. Um, but all that stuff that kind of happens in Baileron happens in the wood. And, and Rand wakes up after dreaming that he pukes up a bat. He wakes up and there's a bunch of dead bats everywhere. Fine. <laughs> and then we get to a scene about a scary haunted city, which uh, that's in the show. We're not there in the book, so I'm about to sit down and read chapter 17 and talk to Alex about it. Uh, but I think that's, I think I've mostly talked about, I think I gotta stop, wa I think I should stop watching the show. I think it's just given me a bad, it's putting bad images into my mind <laughs> about what the, of the, it's confusing me about what's going to happen in the novel. But anyway, this has been Maybe We'll Talk. Uh, thank you so much for listening to any of the bullshit that I just said. Um, if you want to talk to me or Alex or Saint about Vampire the Masquerade or Eye of the World, I mean, Wheel of Time, of course, or any books or any games, you can come join us on Discord. Um, check us out at koyadk.tv. That is C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. You can find a link to the Discord. You can find a link to my Etsy and buy some soap from me. You can support me on Patreon and a variety of other social platforms. You can find all of my crap there. Uh, C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. And... Uh, 
yeah, other than that, um, we'll be talking to Michelle again soon, various other people. I think we'll be talking about Wheel of Time on Thursdays, maybe. Uh, we will continue to talk about Vampire the Masquerade on Tuesday. The next episode will be about the clans as they are in the first edition Dark Ages book. And, uh, yeah, I hope that everyone is just rolling on through the week. I hope things are smooth and soft. <laughs> uh, yo, Flyosity, what happened to that uniform you were wearing the last time I saw you? I'm sitting right here with the beer in my hand, and my mouth is full of sand, and I don't understand. New green uniform on my back. I had to set it on fire in Nevada chicken fat. I leaped on the Cadillac, a bird with no hair, running through the mini mall in my underwear. I got lost downtown, couldn't find a ride home. Something went down, and I got frozen to that. Until, 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 until the hooker let me share her favorite.